Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. Let's hurry up and get this music down a little bit quicker because we have a packed program for you. Actually, we're going to get straight into it because we're going to first hear part one of three about the Avengers with the new movie, Avengers Affinity War, coming up. And then we're also going to hear from Joanna Rodriguez with Americans for Prosperity's Libra Initiative and also being featured in a program from the blaze called make america dinner again so that's that's it and let's get us right into <laughs> straight into our interview so first off like i said we're gonna hear part one and we bring back patricia Embry from the star wars episodes and so we're going to do the same thing here about the avengers and so here we go you, you listen to our, our interview, interview if, you, if you want to call, call it that, back when, when Star Wars, Wars came, out, came out, where we, where we talked, about talked about all the Star Wars movies leading up to The Last Jedi. Well, we're back again, and we are pumped and psyched 
for the upcoming Avengers Infinity War, which which comes out April 27th. And because of that, we are going to talk about all 18 movies for... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Over the span of 10 years, there's been 18 movies leading up to this one major event. And yeah, we're not doing any more topics. All we're going to do is talk about Avengers for the next year. And we're going to start now. How you doing? I'm back. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. He, I don't know why he keeps letting me back on here. Well, just for the I same... i so many people's lives in the last Star Wars one. Oh. It was so long. <laughs> yeah, people still listen to it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know why. Well, I mean, just for the, for the same reason why I recommend everyone see the Star Wars uh, holiday special. Same reason, yeah. Oh, you need God. to do that. So. <laughs> no, don't do it. I've done it. Don't do it. He 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 talked me into it, and just don't. You're wasting your lives <laughs> to go but, out and just be with your families. Go to your job. Do anything but watch the Christmas. Special. And and in star you. And you know, okay, it, we're, let's. Well, we're going to be honest right now. We're not going to go through all eighteen movies. I'm just going to let y'all, let everyone know right now. We're not going to do that. We, I mean, I, we're, you just we're, broke the hearts of all of your listeners. I, I you it know, so I'm excited about it. I, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, we could, but like I said, if we did, <laughs> we would be going into 2019. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got this. We're professionals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> that's something. That's something. I don't know what. <laughs> okay, we have to start with the movies, or we're never gonna get there. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's all okay. I'm about to say. Yeah, we're, we're gonna just do three. We're, we're only gonna do the Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and also Captain America: um, Civil War, which because it's basically kind of like you know Avengers two point two point five, basically. So we're going to just stick on it. But we have to keep in mind that there was a TV spinoff of Agent Carter, and I'm putting this out into the universe. I feel that it's never coming back. That was a great piece of television, great writing, great actress, and you ruined it, America. You didn't watch. What's wrong with these people? Yeah, you you shamed him. good they, just, they, they let me down <laughs> but i do want i do want to ask you uh one question one that i've written down after that everything else is just off the top of my head so basically this whole marvel cinematic universe started when iron man came out in may of uh 2008 so were you into marvel comics or do you know much about about iron man when this came out uh yeah um i mean i wasn't uh, I'm, I was by no means an expert, and I'm still not, because I don't want to, next Comic-Con, I don't want to be attacked by a bunch of weird nerds, but, but like, I was never, my brother read the comics, and he had all the comics, and I, even though it's a girl, I got all of his hand-me-downs, <laughs> toy-wise, so, uh, that included Pokemon cards and Marvel comics, so, <laughs> yeah. So um, I I I went through them for sure, um, but I was never like super into it. Probably until the movies came out. If I'm being completely honest here, 
Mm. But um, I for sure read them. Um, not that I go into like a full like dissertation like a lot of these marble experts can know. Like I can't reference every single like detail because there are some, you know, there are some people out there who can straight up like just even looking at Black Widow's costume, which I, are you a fan of like, I know we're skipping for it. I just want to ask this question. In the new trailer, like we see like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow with this blonde hair. Yeah. Bleached out eyebrows. Yeah. Like, what happened to her? What happened to the Black Widow? Some more bleach on her? Like, what happened? Now, I'm hearing, I don't know if you heard the same little rumor that's been going around, is that, okay, now I'm about to get into something. People probably like, what is this? What did this mean? But, um, that there's a theory out there that that uh, Black Widow is not really a Black Widow; that she really is a, a scroll. Oh, I've heard that too. So I would actually be—I don't know—I I feel like that actually be a would would be a cool twist. But now that it's out there, I feel like I'd be a little disappointed at the same time. Yeah, but uh, and yeah. also because they actually are, you know, in the works of of a Black Widow movie. So I don't know, maybe maybe the two are connected. Maybe that might be true because then the the Black Widow movie would be about about that. I don't know. But that's the rumor I've been hearing. And it's kind of the reason uh people are making making that assumption is because how much she keeps changing <laughs> throughout the movies. Well I mean I would say Oh, I mean, she is a master of disguise and stuff. So, I mean, that, she yeah, has that's to true. change like, your look every every few years at some point. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I would want a Black Widow movie. A Black Widow, I love her. I really do. I like her whole premise. Um, I just don't know. I, I feel like Scarlet Witch or something would probably maybe be a little more interesting, like going into that kind of oh, story. Oh, 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 don't do that to me. Because Black well, because Black Widow, I, as much as I love her, you, you know, there are fans out there who will say, yeah, she's great, but, I mean, she, does she, she's kind of like Hawkeye. Like, what does she add? <laughs> like, she can do some nice, she can punch things and do that weird little, like, put your head between her legs. Wait, that's on the You know, you stumbled on something, uh, and it's something I think I probably heard before, but Hawkeye and Black Widow, those two need to make a movie together. Can you? I mean, it'd be basically kind of like a spy be. movie, though. But it'll be a pretty, you know, it'll be like a just, you know, yeah, kind of... it'd be like a double oh seven. Like, what's that new movie with what with um, what's her name from the Hungry um, Jennifer Lawrence? You know, Red oh yeah. Sparrow. I feel like it's very Red Sparrow esque. Actually, I feel like they like stole Red Sparrow stole the storyline of Black Widow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Red Sparrow is kind of like you know, kind of like a uh, Black Widow with you know with R rating and and nudity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, and not very good acting. From uh, oh yeah, so I mentioned about so like with the first Iron Man, I know that like for me personally, I knew about Iron Man. Um, I didn't have any Marvel comics personally. I mean, I've read a couple just here and there, but um, the the only reason I even knew about Iron Man was through Ozzy Osbourne born <laughs> that that song Iron Man. Oh really. <laughs> So that's the whole thing that that kind of drew me in. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that song. And, um, okay, for the, the movie, I feel like what drew me in honestly was Robert Downey Jr. Like they could not have chosen a better human being to play. Like he is everything. Yeah. He's my in, in this in, in the universe in the Marvel universe, Iron Man 
Um, you know, slash Tony Stark is my favorite character by far. By far. Hmm. Now, I've made a statement and I'm sticking I'm <laughs> sticking by my <laughs> sticking to my conviction. Now you know I, I you know, I can't I mean it's kinda easy to say that now, but just to imagine anybody else playing Tony Stark right now, it, I don't see it. If we're being honest, Iron Man started it all. Like Marvel oh, wouldn't yeah. be where it is without Iron Man. Oh, the yeah. money that Iron Man brought in and and the storylines it created, like we wouldn't have the Avengers. Period. He, he basically created the Avengers. <laughs> but besides that, like it's it's one of the things. I don't, and I think we touched on this at some point. I feel like we talked about this before. Like the difference between DC and Marvel. I don't. It's like there's some sort of magic that Marvel's created that DC can't seem to wrap their hands around, and they just keep. You can see that they're trying really hard. But they can't quite get it, you know. I I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. Maybe I just, may, and maybe I'm one of those who I just like the uh, Marvel universe better, which is probably true. But Ex- I mean, then again, you know how except, I feel about Wonder Woman. I just about to say, I just about to say, except except <laughs> for Wonder Woman, I know. And I'm gonna put this out there again. Second trend chat in a row, Dallas. You are listening. You are, you never will be, but if in the off chance you are, please be my best friend. <laughs> I would love to come to Israel and visit you. <laughs> now, that sounds super creepy, but it's fine. Oh, well, you know what? If um, if you're listening to this right now, I know I, I know we're like late in telling you this, but um, if you're listening to this, there's gonna be some spoilers of older movies. I mean. I mean, I guess if we mention anything about Black you can't Panther, help it. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you can't help it. if you haven't seen the movies by now, I can't. I can't help you. I, I there's nothing I can do. No, Sorry. you I, you know, it, it, you've had to, you've had a very long time. Yes, ten there's years. A, there's a marathon you can watch. Okay, <laughs> like you can go on Amazon and like rent the movies for like three ninety nine. Okay, it is not my problem if you are spoiled. Yeah, so shout put that out there. Shout out to those people out there and you know, participating in that thirty one hour marathon at a uh, at a theater. Um, man, God have yeah. mercy on your soul. <laughs> now we're we've talked about Iron Man, and the main reason why because you know that was the first one. Now we're not going to go through every one of these characters. Especially the main ones like Thor and Captain America. Look, like like I said before, I'm pretty sure I'm hoping you've already seen these seen these films if you listen to us now. We're just gonna move straight into the Avengers where all of if, these if not, pause this, pause <laughs> this podcast, go and watch it and then come back. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And actually enjoy this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because you're gonna be so long. Now, so we have Thor, we have Captain America, we have the whole we have all of them are coming together oh. for this. Mo- for <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I'm skipping all that, so you don't even have to talk about your disgust of it. So we're skipping that. Well, I, I oh, okay, all right. They ruined the whole character for me. Okay, I'm sorry. Everybody needs to know. Now watch all the Marvel movies. To all you listening, you can watch all the Marvel movies. If you haven't watched them all yet, skip the Incredible Hulk. Just do it. It's like that weird Star Wars Christmas special. Don't watch it. It'll it's a waste of your life, and it's just it will just ugh. 
that was a bad one. <laughs> Marvel dropped the ball there. <laughs> it was forgettable. Because I kind of, well, the reason why I'm, I kind of feel a little differently because I, of all comic book characters, the Hulk is the one that I kind of more, you know, relate to. So I really like the Hulk in, like any time I could see him. <laughs> what, are you trying to say you were big and green and are a rage monster? <laughs> like, how do you relate to the Hulk? I mean, I, I can, I, I can understand, I can understand the character. I, that's what I'm saying. So, and so, I guess from that, that's why I kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for the Incredible Hulk. Even though I do can, I, I definitely understand the criticism. And, and like I said, it is forgettable. And even the one, the, you know, the one that Ang Lee did with Eric Banner, um, that, you know, that was even worse. So, but, but I do appreciate how he, took a chance on how he filmed you know the movie i did like that you know because i feel like it could make the hulk so cool like he is probably and i know this is hotly debated like if you go to the reddit chat room for like <laughs> if you haven't been there that is a place to be and it's hopping and <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like these, these huge debates over like who even out of, because you know in the in the comics they're like DC Marvel crossovers even like there's just all these crossovers like who is the most powerful um, character just period you know like and I've always thought it would be the Hulk because you can't kill him you know it's like you, you know you might be able to maim him or maybe hold him prisoner somehow you know kind of like in Ragnarok yeah but well even then he was not a prisoner he he was he was loving life you know yeah. <laughs> on his weird trash trash planet but um you know you know what i'm saying like they could have made it so awesome like even like i feel like mark ruffalo um has done a good job but i feel like the storylines for hulk are so weak like they did that whole like i know they're trying to make um um uh, black widow and hulk a thing um i wish they wouldn't <laughs> like they're trying to like soften him and stuff like that uh what is you know you saw it in the in the which movie even was that where she like you know it's time to come in the sun's going down <laughs> age, <laughs> age age ultron where you know they do the whole yeah the sun's getting low what, you know? is, what does that mean is that supposed to be soothing like okay it's getting dark time to smash <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> what they call it, like, and a lullaby. How figure this out? Was this, like, a, was this a trial and error thing? Like, were they on all these missions? And she finally was, like, oh, the sun's going down. Like, she just, after the fight, and, like, Hulk, like, turns his head and goes, oh, What? What do you mean the sun's going down? <laughs> and it's, like, he turns back into Bruce. Like, how did they come up with this mantra? <laughs> like, did you ever think about that? Like, I was thinking about that during the entire movie, like, was this a process? Well, okay, so I know what. So we're we're going a little bit ahead, but there's a so there's a scene in the begin in the beginning of Age of Ultron, like right after they did their whole lullaby, and uh, talks about that this worked better than the previous time. So we just didn't see the previous time that they tried. I'm guessing that it didn't work. So. <laughs> <laughs> But she mentioned that, well, um, this, How much it worked. do you think of property damage in these movies is, like, at this point? Like, 
the, the tax dollars, I, I as, a, as a conservative and as a taxpayer, I see, like, as much as I love my comic book heroes, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that tax bill is just going to be billions and billions and billions of dollars, like, maybe, like, probably towards our national debt. <laughs> <laughs> and they've destroyed it multiple times now. In t- so in talking about destroying a, a, a city, that takes us right to Avengers because that exactly what happened. So in so in the Avengers, basically, just to kind of sum this all up, um, all of the you know world's greatest, well not the world's the the universe greatest, come together to fight against you know uh, Thor's brother. You know his name is Loki, and who is you know one of the one of the best characters oh, in the. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, what, what, yeah, I actually didn't hear that. What you say? <laughs> I, I, you know, they, the audience heard. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so they all they all come together to basically fight this this army from another world, basically, because I I forgotten the world that it came from, honestly. But <laughs> but um. At this point, yeah, yeah, and in the process of of um of this battle, and, and a bunch, I hope just real quick, I hope you know that because we don't we don't remember the name of whatever planet these like these aliens have come from. Um, there are probably about like a billion like Marvel fanboys right now who are going to be sending you angry emails. So, heads well, up. You, uh, you know what? I I'll actually welcome that. That means you're listening. <laughs> I'm like, hey, thanks. But the more emails, the better. It's <laughs> just like, put something really insulting, like the Avengers suck. As like the as the title of this, <laughs> so many people listening. Yeah. So in this in, in this great battle, um, as we mentioned before, just just now, they basically basically just destroy New York. I mean, for the most part. Now yeah, they destroyed New York. Like Manhattan's gone. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. But they, but in the I end, and but but they won, and that's all that's important because Iron Man took. And then a, they went to get shawarma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. After <laughs> Iron Man, my favorite scene. After Iron Man took a, a nuclear warhead, um, up to space and and shot it at a <laughs> at a spaceship. <laughs> so it's like I really want shawarma. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I want it. And I didn't know what Shawarma was either. But I love that scene. That's, that's one thing I love about Marvel. They have all these post-credit scenes. And can I just say, and I'm not skipping ahead by saying this. I'm just I'm just putting it out there because this is the last Marvel movie that I watched in a theater with Black Panther. And there were like a handful of us who actually stayed in the theater past the credits for the end. Like, the movie's not over, people. Yeah. Like, it's not over. For you newbies out there. It's never over when the credits roll. You have to sit there. The lights in the theater will come on, okay? <laughs> they will come on. Like you're supposed you're supposed to leave. It's a trick. Do not leave. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I was like, and, and as we were all, when finally all the all the credit scenes were over and it's officially done, you know, like you know they have, they put, they do the um like for Black Panther, you know. Age of Ultron, or not Age of Ultron, sorry, um, Infinity War coming in, you know, 2018, you know? Yeah. That they put, you know, as a teaser. 
Yeah. And we're all walk, finally walking out of the theater, and we're like, we're the true fans. <laughs> the ones who actually stayed. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out for, there for anyone who didn't know that there are post-credit scenes. And you can go on YouTube, and you can watch them all, uh, because they are truly great. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't, you know, if you're going to see Infinity War, if you're seeing in these movies, you know, stick around to the end. And um, there's always something at the end. I don't think there's one Marvel like, movie that doesn't have until something. The screen goes black. Yeah, until the attendants come yeah. in and start sweeping up. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? And think about one of these post-credit scenes. <laughs> um, did you see the one for uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a troll job. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> They have no idea what they're what we're talking about, probably. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not going to say. We didn't even elaborate on it. We're and I'm, and I'm not, and and I'm not going to either. <laughs> you just gonna have to see it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, go look. It. It's 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 great. And so yeah, so we're still in, in the first Avengers after they basically level um, New York, and and you brought up a good point. So, wait, are we are we skipping over Captain America? Did we say? Oh yeah, yeah. We, so we just doing a bit. Because Captain America, I watch all the time. Oh, just, I just say? I, that's probably one of my most watched um, Marvel movies. Are they? Um, it's like especially um, the first Captain America. It's that's probably that's my jam. That's like one of my faves. So your favorite one is the first Avengers, Captain America: First Avenger. Yeah. Come on. For sure. Mm. It, it's not, and it's mainly because Peggy Carter is in it. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Going back to Agent I Carter, right? I love her. She's so great. <laughs> she's just so great, and she's such a strong character. Like she held, she held her series. She could help, hold. She's the kind of character that was able to hold her own series, and that is hard, especially with female characters in these movies. Like it, it's hard to do, and she did it. And she has no superpowers. So if y'all don't know. She's she you know Patricia had brought it up a second time. She really wants y'all to sign that petition to have Agent Carter get back on TV. I want you to storm the television <laughs> studio and just I will I will stop after this. I promise. But I just have to say if you, in that universe, and it could have been great, but you know it's you know we're stupid. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm just so bitter about I, it. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to basically sum up what happened between the first Avengers up to Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, <laughs> a lot happened. I mean, and we will have to leave it right there, and we'll have part two and three on Friday and Saturday. So now moving on, gonna play uh play ad for the book again. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll go right into our interview with Joanna Rodriguez. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also contributor at Politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com, and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hello, this is Trend Chat, and we are pleased to have a returning guest with us, 
Joanna Rodriguez, who is the field director for Americans for Prosperity's Libre Initiative. And she's also featured in an upcoming program on the Blaze called Making America Dinner Again. How you doing, Joanna? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Now, before we get into the, the program that you are a part of, first I want to ask about Libre Initiative. Well, first, what is it? And as your role as field director, what everything that, that you do? So Libre Initiative is a part of Americans for Prosperity, and uh, I'm here in the Austin area. So what I'm focused on is engaging the Latino Hispanic community for some liberty-minded folks who all want to create a more free and open society. So one of the things that I'm doing here in Austin is just community building and trying to find a place where um, liberty-minded Hispanics and Latinos can come and gather and focus on some policy initiatives that Libre focuses on um, on the local level, state and federal level. So uh, right now, some of the things that we're talking about is school choice, which is really big here in Texas. And then on the national level, uh, Libre Initiative is really taking a step forward uh, with DACA and immigration. Now, when did um when did this whole initiative, uh, when did it start and uh, where did it, you know, as far as um, the origins of it? Yeah, so Libra Initiative started in 2011, and in 2016, um, it became part of Americans for Prosperity. The organizations um, joined together. So Americans for Prosperity also includes um, Concerned Veterans for America, Generation Opportunity, um, and Libra Initiative. Okay, and... I guess, uh, like, what is the reception that that you receive? Focused on the Hispanic community, so like, what's the reception that you that you get? It's been really great for me so far, just because I feel like a lot of Hispanics who aren't already politically active, who uh, don't know anything about politics, just like kind of stay out of it. Um, they're really encouraged by Libre's messaging because they've been scared to kind of speak out or even learn more about. Uh, any like basic policies and all that they hear is things that's on the media. Usually, you know, that's some scare tactics that the left leading media tries to throw at Hispanics and um, they're kind of just scared to come out. And I think that the Hispanic culture, the Latino culture in general is very family oriented. They believe in the values of faith and freedom. And so, you know, that's, I mean, that's not all Hispanics, but a huge majority of that, that's kind of in our, in our culture and how we're raised, we're raised with a really hard work ethic. Um, so I think that Libre's mission and some of the things that the organization is covering um, is really well received by Hispanics who haven't been involved before. I know. Well, I did. I noticed something in your um, on your Instagram account just recently, actually, and something that kind of piqued my interest in talking about the an event that you attended today, where you were. Uh, what you saw, like, liberty-minded pastors. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So that was actually um, co-hosted by Texas Public Policy Foundation and our Libre Initiative field, uh, or uh, our Libre Initiative Coalitions Director. And what we did was um, our Coalitions Director, George Martinez, he and TPPF invited pastors and from their congregation to um, 
get to hear some of the initiatives that Libre and TPPF are working on together for the Latino community. So the things that they focused on um, was different versions of school choice here in Texas and how um, the faith can get more people of faith can get more involved in the community and how they should be aware of things that are happening policies um, wise in the state and local levels like with property taxes and how that affects all communities but um, here in Austin specifically the Hispanic and minority communities really um, a really big burden here so uh, it was really great to get to see some I think there was about um, 30 30 pastors and um, Christian leaders in the area from different churches in the greater Austin area who came and got to listen to that. Also, uh, get, you know, given that you're engaging with uh, with the Hispanic community, I'm pretty sure I'm guessing the issue of immigration comes up. Now, I don't know where Libra Initiative, you know, as far as where they stand on it, but um, I'm guessing that's a topic that comes up. So how do y'all normally handle that? So uh, Libra Initiative is pretty involved in the immigration um, discussion, uh, and they believe that um, we should find a permanent solution for DACA and the Dreamers that are brought here to the United States uh, through no fault of their own, and it should be done, you know, through Congress through legal, through legal um, means. But they do support stronger border security as well. So just. Um, I feel like, me personally, I feel like it's just treating people like human beings and not, you know, just a number or just a political um, talking point that they can throw out. Now, as soon as you mentioned that, I'm pretty sure probably someone may be listening, so I'll go ahead and ask the question. Um, so who, what do you say to, to the people that will say that, what you're saying as far as DACA goes, that it is um, basically another form of amnesty? Um, well, I'm not speaking on the organization's behalf for this, but just personally, I think that DACA, the Dreamers, um, they contribute to society, and, you know, they're not being granted full citizenship. They're not, you know, it's not this overall amnesty. It's just the ability for them to stay here illegally, um, and they don't know, they're not used to being in their country. Like, they're not from Mexico. It's people who are, like, raised here in America, they grew up with American culture, and they're contributing, they're going to school, they're, you know, starting their businesses and things like that. So um, I, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions on both sides of the aisle about who DACA recipients are, and, um, you know, I think it just takes some time to get to know um, both sides of the policy standpoint, and uh, I got to meet some DACA recipients, and it kind of just really changed my mind and opened up my eyes to the immigration debate on a different level. Okay. If uh, if anyone wants uh, information as far as um, on Libra Initiative, um, like what is the uh, like social media handle and website and everything? So if you want to find out more about uh, Libra Initiative, you can go to Twitter at Libre Initiative, or you can go to the website, which is thelibreinitiative.com. Okay, and oh, one last question: um, Do y'all have like any, like, uh, I guess, events going on, or that, that y'all, uh, I guess, like regular events that y'all do? Yeah, so uh, Libre Initiative um, here in Texas is constantly having 
events. So some of those include financial literacy courses, which kind of take in um, some of the Dave Ramsey approach to um, financing. And uh, here in Austin, if you're in the Austin area, we have what's called Grassroots Leadership Academy, and they come and uh, <clears throat> teach some courses. So we have one coming up on May the 8th, and that will be um, called Connecting Across the Spectrum. So it's how we can still communicate with our friends, loved ones, neighbors, even if we disagree with them. I think it's something that uh, we need a little bit more of here uh, instead of just being so polarized and um, putting people down just because they disagree with our political opinions. Yeah, and I, I would say, you know, personally, that it is a good program as someone who, who is uh, taking the Grassroots Leadership Academy to level two. So um, I will say, yes, it is a very good program, and everyone should try to, you know, try to make one. And, um, yeah, you learn a lot. So, and, and now let's get to something that's coming up on April 26th, which, you know, personally I was shocked by, but I think that you meant it that way because um, I remember seeing something saying that you were having dinner with Glenn. And so that's, but that's how all you said. So, and then to see a clip and seeing, seeing you appear on, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. So, so, um, like I said in the beginning, you are, um, one of the participants in a, uh, in a program called Make America Dinner Again. And basically you, you know what? Let me not explain it. You tell us, <laughs> what was, what was it okay. all about? Sure. Um, so, the concept of Make America Dinner Again is that people can be gathered around the dinner table and still voice their opinions and still discuss and debate um, some of the things that they believe or that they disagree on and just, you know, good old-fashioned American dinners around the ta dinner table without being afraid that you're going to um, – shunned by your own family members, which I think is something I heard happened a lot um, during these past elections, uh, where everyone kind of just kept their mouth quiet or lost connection with their family members because of uh, who they supported in the election. So it was a really great concept that uh, I, I was, I, I cried the day that I found out I was going to be able to get on that. Um, and it was, it's amazing. And I can't wait for it to come out and everyone to see some of the discussions that we had. Yeah, again, it, it premieres April 26th at um, 5 p.m. Eastern on The Blaze. So if, um, you know, whenever you're listening to, you know, check it out. Now, how did this all come about as far as, so you got the invitation, but how did this all even got started for you? Um, well, I am very politically active on social media. Recently, it's declined a little bit just because I've focused more of my time on work. Um, but one of the producers for Glenn reached out to me and kind of showed me her idea. thought I'd be a great fit for it. And so I went up and got to be a part of it. Okay. There were a lot of different, you know, perspectives you know, around the dinner table. So, I mean, I'm going to ask to reveal what happened, but um, I'm getting to guess give us a, a sense of how the conversation kind of went i mean for one how long did it go and um i'm, I'm pretty sure we're just going to see we're going to see like an edited version of it but like how long were you actually there and how did everything the atmosphere as far as being um with so many different viewpoints 
Um, I think I was there pretty much the whole afternoon. Um, and, you know, a lot of it comes with, like, just setting up and getting some one-on-one -on -one interviews. So some of that time was spent on that. But none of us wanted to leave. We just wanted to keep on talking and discussing. And I, I'm not going to lie, it got pretty heated at times. And at times I felt like my blood was boiling because I totally didn't agree with what someone was saying. But I think that that, that um, goes to the point that you can remain your composure and you can go without insulting someone and still listen to um, one of the opinions that they had. So, like, one of the ones that um, I remember was pretty irritating for me just coming from Venezuela was one of the um, participants was talking about how, um, why does socialism, why does everyone always bring up Venezuela when talking about socialism? Mm. And, you know, I'm from Venezuela, and <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness, ah, because it's a prime example of socialism. I couldn't imagine that. Now, I, I hope that in, during the on the program that when whoever's saying that, I, I just hope there's like a camera on your face <laughs> as that person saying it, because I could just imagine how you're probably looking when someone making that statement. Because um, you know, if also you know, if if anyone do, uh, doesn't know, it's something I didn't bring up that you know you've been on other media outlets like uh, Fox Business and can't remember any others, but like talking about what has been going on in Venezuela. Yes. Yeah, I've been pretty active with that kind of stuff. And it's something I'm really, really passionate about because my family is still in Venezuela. So, you know, I kind of feel like I'm speaking for them and speaking for their freedom all the way um, from here in the U.S. So I really hope that they have they had a camera to catch my reaction. Uh, but at the same time, I don't because I'm known for having, like, <laughs> these really uh, mean faces. So hopefully they didn't catch that, but for y'all's enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you just some as soon as you mention that, because like I said, I've seen you, you know, talk about you know what's been going on um, down there, and also, well, let me ask. So, so how how is your family doing down there? Um, my family is doing okay, as well as you can be uh, on a socialist diet of bread that you wait in line for for hours. <laughs> huh. But uh, they're doing well. Um, some of my family has moved, the ones that are um, young and able to find jobs in other places, have moved to, um, I think, Mexico, and um, I think the other one was Panama. They're, you know, they're just trying to leave Venezuela for a better life, and it's really hard to um, find a visa to move to the U.S. legally, so they just find other avenues of other countries that they can go to and contribute there. Um, but a lot of my family can't leave, so they're kind of just making do with what they got. Now, with your family that is still down there, I would guess this, but I want to ask you, um, their views as far as when it comes to socialism, like, is it something that is, like, in their mind where, like, Oh, yes, we we hate this, you know, this system, and we're looking for something else. It is something that they like crystallized in their mind, or is it just something like, you know, I just don't like where, this situation I'm in. No, it's something that they're very passionate about. Um, they obviously they can't take the normal avenues that 
we here in America do and tweet about it and post about it on Facebook or even like have conversations with someone over the phone on a podcast about our opinions against socialism because if that happens, you might not ever find your family member again, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. But um, they, they, are very, they are very, very strongly against socialism and they know exactly um, what is happening in their country. Unfortunately, um, some of the people in Venezuela are just waking up and realizing, like, oh, this is class A socialism, like, we don't want this, because um, a lot of the young people there are leading the liberty movement in Venezuela. Well, you know, I I, I don't want to end this on a, on a sour note, so, you know what, tell us a little bit about your dogs. <laughs> My <laughs> dogs are the best. <laughs> I just got a new puppy. He's five months, so he is almost as needy as a newborn child, I feel like. But I've never had children, so people <laughs> always get mad when they have children. I compare my dogs to children, but um, they're great, and I love dogs so much. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I just didn't want to end on a side note. I know you want to talk about your dog, about your dog so. <laughs> <laughs> always. Now, it's it's great to see friends that are, you know, out there getting their voice heard. So when I first saw this, I, first thing I did is share it. And, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking about, the, you know, your experience. No, thank you so much for having me. And um, you, you're always supporting some of the things that I'm posting on Facebook, which I think is great. And um, meeting Glenn, he's like one of my idols. So meeting him was amazing. And I hope that so many other people get to meet him because he really, really is a amazing guy um, with, wealth of information and knowledge he's great all right thanks so much for your time thank you so much yep and thanks to everyone for their time and look at that we actually have a little time left to say basically thank you for listening and and be prepared you know we have part two and three of those um of uh the avengers talk coming up in the next couple of days so Yep, so uh, again, appreciate y'all listening, and until tomorrow, we'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. 
Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com slash news.